Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And here we go. Welcome into the Sunday Smash. Good times. Myself, there is Ira. He's happy. The Gray Fox is watching football with a red stripe. Here you go. I'm going to join you this week. There it's we time go. To pop one, baby. Let's go. Here we go. We're uh, yeah. We're going yeah. back to the, going back to the good stuff. Just because, hey, the football may stink, but we got to at least enjoy some good. Beer. What are you drinking? I'm drinking an Oyster City, uh, City uh, a Vice, a a. a, a Sort of a, a Berliner Weiss here that they got that I've not tried yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm drinking one of these. I'm going to give it a go. I've got uh, other varieties in the fridge. So we, we could do whatever we want to do here today, buddy. You, uh, is there, if you had to pick one, like this is the one. Because mm. I know you're, you're a variety guy. With the I beer. am. But if you had yeah. to pick one, what would it be? Can you, can you say? One beer that I, from Oyster City or anybody else? Anybody. Uh, uh I don't know, Ira. I do. Uh, you know, maybe when it's all said and done, I'm old school, and um, and I'll grab some. I'll just grab a Guinness. But I, I also uh, love Two Hearted Ale. I, I'm a big Bell's Two Hearted guy. So that that's good. Cigar City Highlight, all that's good. Um, you know, I, I've been contemplating what to drink for tonight's show since yesterday. <laughs> you, you, you passed on cyanide. Do we say did cyanide come up, or did you just did you just put that away right away? Fentanyl. Uh, you, you, uh... This is this is too good, man. I so you know I wondered about this, Ira. I wondered like what we would do today, because I think when you're this big of an unmitigated disaster, and there's this kind of um, you know big picture. Uh, problem. Uh, it doesn't do you any good to argue about personnel mistakes, of which the coaches make a lot of, of those. It doesn't do you a lot of good to talk about which coordinator you want fired, because I think a lot of people want a lot of guys fired right now. And then I, you know, and I, and I don't know if it does you any good to go over individually. Like, for example, they made enough red zone mistakes in this game to last a lifetime. Um, you know, 20 to 20, if you just look at the plays, they were fine. Well, but We could break down our favorite ones, like, <laughs> really, of the last couple of weeks, but particularly 
Hey, let's uh, let's let's, let's dial up the let's dial up the one where the kid who's um, <laughs> borderline disabled runs the ball. Um, which, which time? Yeah, which let's. Time? I, it's just funny because, like, and again, man, you know, we'll 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 laugh about it because what else are you gonna do? But I just don't understand how you know. Usually, goal line is kind of like, what do we have that we know we can run? Like, what what this is? Right. This is our, we're in goal line. We're we're in the red zone. We're this is our chance. We've got to run our best stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And how in fourth and two is McKenzie running a design run? Your best stuff, and then on the other side, you get first and goal at the goal line. And a quarterback sneak with a kid who, again, again, when's the last time he ran a quarterback sneak in his life? I, I, I can't imagine they do too much. Anyway, it's just like that's the kind of stuff that is a, from a fan base because you can point to all the reasons they're not playing well. You can point to the offensive linemen, you know, Robert Scott being out, Maurice Smith being out for a second. That's a big deal, by the way, not having those it two is. guys. It yeah. is. It is. And yeah. you can point to, you know, just different deficiencies and – recruiting and where the program is and mm-hmm. there's a lot of things but then when stuff like that happens that's what you want to just like if, if you could pull aside the coaching staff and say that's the stuff though because even if you don't know how to coach you just have common sense and you can't that doesn't make any sense and that's what i think it's just hard to it's hard to it's hard to process yeah it is hard to process i do appreciate the donation right off the top here thank you very very much i don't know my, i'm going blind i can't even read that is it Silas Carpenter, yes, Silas Carpenter, Carpenter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Silas. Appreciate you a lot. Um, no, I re- we really do. Um, is there another defensive touchdown for the Bucks? Is that right? So, anyhow, I got the NFL on in the background. I, I just, I, I guess, my point, Ira, as we kind of start the conversation, is there is a lot of. Um, they're not going to fire Mike Norvell, okay? So. Just for the people that are going to want to repeat themselves time and again on that one, um, you're, you're wasting your time. Um, they, they can't fire Mike Norvell. I actually don't think they should, although he deserves a ton of criticism, a ton. Um, but I think, I think uh, it, you start to try to find a path forward. You, you try to find a way to move forward because that's all, all Florida State fans want now is, okay, well, we're here. I mean, it doesn't get worse than this. We're 0-3, and we've lost at home to Jacksonville State. We we're tying numbers that go back to 1976. I mean, you've hit rock bottom, so what do you do? And I, and I don't know what he does to salvage this class because the whole thing is he's going to have to have better players. He's going to have to probably, I would say, if he's not already calling all the plays, he has to take that back over. I mean, I would, on that topic real quick, and, and I figure we'll ask him about that tomorrow and hate to interrupt you, but yeah. I know that that's a big topic. But, um, you know, from, from watching, you know, it's hard to tell at home games because his back is to us. Correct. Um, so we can't really see what he's saying. Or, But, you know, they were, they were on the road, so they were on the other mm-hmm. sideline and uh, from the press box. And uh, I don't – I mean, I – I don't. I don't think he's calling plays. No, um, I don't think he was calling plays. You're correct. So you're correct, and he's going to have to, Ira. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, if your job's on the, I'm not saying his job's on the line, but this program's on the line. The recruiting class mm-hmm. is on the line, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not saying you know Kenny Dillingham can't do it, but if you're the head coach and you're an offensive guy, it seems like you would want to take that back over. You would think, right? So you know when we see, yeah, without question, Ira. I, I think. By the way, he kind of gives clues. If you watch, you know, you're there. You ask the questions. Um, 
I think he gives clues. Uh, you did you ask the question? I don't know if it was you or, or somebody else about how it was uh, Mackenzie Milton ended up getting uh, a carry at fourth and two there. Oh, yeah, uh, I asked him. I asked him if it was a design or if he because my right. question was maybe maybe it was a, a play where he had an option to check to a run right out of you know what they were running and yeah. he's like no it was, he said no it was a design run and then he said you know that's something this is like made the first time he's actually suggested. He, it was a tell something. Yeah. He said, yeah, we got, we need to reflect on something yeah. or something like that. Yeah. No, it was a tell what he, what he basically said, I've become like you. I, I am now, you are the, the silver Fox, the gray Fox. I'm <laughs> listen, you you're the sideline guy. I'm a post game pref, press conference guy. I will that break that thing. shit down. I'm telling you right now, I watched him and he, he wants to tell you the truth there, but he can't, he didn't want to roll his boy. But he thought it was an absurd call. Look at the reaction when you ask the question. He thinks it's an absurd call. And he just tries to give you an answer. And then he also, you know, he mumbles his way through, well, when Jordan Travis went out. Yeah. That's his way of saying, yeah, we shouldn't have fucking called that. I mean, that's that's kind of where he's at. And it's hard because you do not want to rip these coaches. You do not want to um, deflect uh, leadership and 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 you have to wear that. You have to wear that because you allowed for that. And he's on the headset, Ira. He he could have been like, "What? No, 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 no." <laughs> and I think we've already had a few of those this year. I go back. There's a couple of times where his reaction to a question regarding something that happened in the game reveals that he was displeased with his coordinator. And now it's one of those situations where where do you? What do you do? Because you you can't, as a good leader, you cannot get up there and say, "My guy is rat trapping." My guy, my guy freaked out and got nervous and and called something we should have never called. You can't say about Adam Fuller at the end of the game against Jacksonville State. Well, it's preposterous that we were in that defense, and um, you know I take full responsibility. But I, it, you you just have to wear all of it. And now well, problem, I think, but the problem from a fan standpoint is. They're so tired of hearing. I've, I I can't tell you how many people I've told that have told me in the last twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Hey man, tell him to stop telling us it's on him, and he knows he's going to fix it. Like, you know, I saw somebody mention this on so on Twitter. It's like the first time it might have been Tom or somebody. The first time you know the coaches say I'll expect you know all response. I accept all responsibility. It's it's impressive. It's stand up, <clears throat> but when it happens repeatedly. Then it's it just becomes hollow and it and it and then you start wondering okay man well when is it going to happen like wh- why do, why are we supposed to especially when it came on the heels of Willie and you know the last couple of years of Jimbo um, where you know, you're just hearing the same stuff over and over and then people get mad every time they hear the coach talk. I think the um, I think in a situation like that, Ira, it's it, he is very aware of the fact that he has to take responsibility for where the program is at. You know, he's, he's the head coach and he's being paid handsomely uh, to get this team to win. It's true. Fans get tired of hearing it, but his default is to take responsibility, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. For I sure. think it's a, it's a good thing for your default to be the blame falls on me. But it, again, it begins to fall on deaf ears and people begin to just roll their eyes uh, but I'd, I'd rather hear that than than him blaming players, especially college players. It's if, in the NFL, it gets a little different. Guys are paid really well, and, and and if they don't if they don't perform, you you can to some degree you you can certainly talk about that. It's much more difficult in college. 
you know, and, and I think that everybody wants to find whatever answer they think will solve all of this. They, they, they're not a good football team. Um, they have real problems at a lot of positions. Ira, I, I, I'll just bring this up. I don't think they're very good at quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't think McKenzie can play. And I'm not real sure Jordan can either. And well, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, that's a, uh, I would say this. I mean, there's a, there's a lot there. We can we can we can spend some time <laughs> talking about the quarterbacks. Um, I guess one, um, you know, these are all data points, as I think Tom likes to say. You you've said, um, you know, this is two years in a row where they've invested a lot of time into a quarterback and really been excited about things they've said they've been excited about things they've seen, but then you don't see it on the field, you know. And and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying they. Of all the coaching, the coaches that have been here over the last five years, this staff carries the least amount of responsibility about James Blackman. But they right. did they did try to make it work, and they put in the time, and I guess you have to, but they didn't rush to go try to find somebody in the transfer portal. They decided not to do that, and they ride with James Blackman. They got hurt because Chuba got hurt in camp, and then Jordan wasn't available in camp, so they were stuck with James Blackman. But they had him for that year, and it was a COVID year, granted. But you know, nothing, nothing. It didn't get any better. And then now, this was a year where they spent the whole year really working with Jordan Travis and Mackenzie Milton. And then, to your point, you know, they're not getting good play here. And, and I don't know. You know, again, I mean, one of the things I criticized Jimbo a lot for was not tailoring things to, you know, the quarterback. And you know, you had Everett Golson and. I don't know if Everett Golson didn't want to run or what, but like why they, they ran that one option mm-hmm. uh, that was unbelievable. And then you just, that really wasn't a big part of what they did. Um, you know, we thought EJ should have ran more and, you know, are they trying to make Jordan into something he's not? And and why, if not, then why couldn't they see that in practice? But now his running isn't even there. Like, and I think Wake, I don't know if they spied him or what, but he, there's not even places for him to go as a runner. Um, so it just feels like two years in a row where they've kind of mismanaged that position, which is the most important position on the team. Yeah. And you can't get out for under things. Um, you know, Ryan notes that, uh, a lot was made of the transfer class and aside from Johnson, it's garbage, no offensive line pickups, no linebacker took an early commit from a terrible wide receiver. I think you can criticize. I think you can, I think you can criticize, um, what they did in the transfer portal. Um, now that we're three games into this experiment, um, they did really well to get Jermaine Johnson. Uh, that's probably the best transfer portal pickup anybody got. I mean, Jesus, he's really good. The the challenge with evaluating the transfer portal, I think, is you – I mean, what are you going to – I mean, you know, there's going to be some winners. There's going to be a lot of losers. There's reasons a lot of those guys are, are, are jumping the portal and you're taking a gamble. <clears throat> I would say this, you know, they, they only signed – 16 high school kids last year because they wanted to leave that space to go mm-hmm. after the transfers. And if they only hit on one or two or whatever it is, maybe two or three, I guess Dylan Gibbons has been okay. Um, but if they only hit on two or three, then maybe you would have been better off saving those spots. Cause there weren't a lot of, everybody gets mad about the offensive line. They tried to get other offensive linemen. There weren't any, there weren't many good ones and they couldn't get a couple of the good ones they did want. So it's not like they just chose to not go get offensive linemen. I do think they chose not to get linebackers, which is certainly something to criticize. 
Yeah, um, it's problematic. Uh, that's a, not a real talented position, and it hasn't been for some time, and that is hard to imagine given where we play and who Florida State is, but that is the reality. I think the biggest thing now, Ira, is there are they are no better than – I mean, if we want to be overly optimistic, they're no better than a – I mean, I'll be really optimistic, okay? They're no better than a – What's up? What are the Cowboys doing here, Jeff? Well, they're kicking a field goal, aren't they? Yeah, well, I'm a little bit behind you, but it was third and three, and they let like 15 seconds run off the clock. Yeah, they're bringing out the kicker. But why wouldn't they just run another play? It's not like a chip shot. No, I I don't know. I don't know. Well, they're going to say if they had a bad snap or something, Ira. You know these guys. I guess, I guess. (laughs) Anyway. Hey, I just watched – I just watched – this doddering old man that is Bruce Arians. I love, um, I love how you and Tom are killing Bruce Arians. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, eight I, months I, after winning a Super Bowl. No, 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 but we killed him during it. He, his, his time management is the most embarrassing thing in football. It's like he's never, ever done it before. It's, it's bizarre. He gives points away every game just by not knowing how to deal with time management. But anyhow, it doesn't, I mean, here's the thing. You take the good and the bad with old doddering Bruce. Uh, clearly they love him and they play hard for him and people, free agents come to play for him. And so, you know what, you're going to win a Super Bowl, And, and I mean, you just did and then all that, you got to take that, but just know that in game management, not a strength, not a, not a strength. Um, but, but, but that said, that said, um, let's going back to, I guess where Florida state's at, you know, what happens now is outside of this interminable bitch fest, um, you do end up in a situation where you now have to plot the course moving forward and, and, and you have to have a realistic vision of how that works. And, and you know, I can't imagine Mike right now who, who has to realize that uh, even though he can't get fired at the end of this year, it's unlikely that he could be fired at the end of this year. He has to know that in essence, he's created a situation where for the most part, he's a dead man walking. I mean, he has no support now. There's no, there's no, no fan. Uh, there, okay, I shouldn't say there's none. Very few people who can look out on that field right now and believe in what they're seeing. And then from there, you wonder about how soon he begins to lose players, both in this recruiting class, which is actually his savior. That that recruiting class, if somehow he was to keep it intact, could could save his bacon. But you really are in a position through three games now to have lost all of it. And I just, I just wonder what you do moving forward. Well, for starters, you have to find an identity. You have to be something. They don't know what they are. They don't know what they want to do. Uh, it feels like they're panicked. And, you know, I don't have a lot of great answers here because some of their personnel is not real good. But I would say that you're better off losing a bunch of games but finding an identity and playing to it each week to give yourself a fighting chance to be in the game in the fourth quarter. What could you see from uh, I don't know, from the TV angle? I know sometimes you can't see – the whole much of the defense, but Wake Forest played six in the block box like the whole. I mean, almost a whole mm-hmm. game. And Florida State just never really decided to run at it. Like they went four four wides a lot. I, I mean, I'm and I'm I'm sure if they had subbed, you know, Wake Forest would have changed their maybe their, their grouping a little bit. But it felt like they had numbers to run, and they just didn't do it. Now they didn't run great when they did. But it, it just feels like it, when you look at the quarterback play and the wide receiver play and what we've seen what this running game has done over the first few games, it just seems odd that they're not more committed to that. Treshawn Ward was, I think, on the field. I looked at the pro football focus. I think he was on the field for like 17 snaps. Now, they only got like 50 snaps. They were mm-hmm. not on the field because they kept going three and out or turning it over. Six and turnovers then, to do that. 
Yeah. And then also, you know, give up long sustained drives on the other side. Um, but, you know, he was on the field for like 17 snaps. I think Corbin was on the field for 28 or 29. Um, that's the thing that I don't, you know, Treshawn, he had the touchdown drive where he had the long run and then the catch for a touchdown. And then, you know, he didn't play again for another quarter. And that's, you know, again, that's the, it, it feels like they don't have a good handle or a good feel for what this team could be to your point about the yeah. identity. Like it, it, it feels like they don't ha- have a good feel for what, what they have. And they do have some things. Um, yeah. And then yeah, I, the bomb, it's... To, the bomb to Keyshawn Helton. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not saying that was the only call in that play, but you know, you know, that's on Milton. I don't know how you think he's going to make that play. Um, well, um, make, yeah, it's a, curious route for him to run but i i would say this too if you if you can't listen i i know they don't trust their offensive line but they do they have shown that they can run the ball to some degree they can run the ball what they've not shown is that they can do anything in a drop back passing game at all because they cannot block it up and so i just think you have to fall back on that because your two best players in that situation are ward and corbin yeah. And I, I'm going to play my – I'm going to run my offense to them. You know, I'm going to run my – you don't have elite tight ends. You don't have a very good offensive line. Your quarterbacks are substandard. Your receivers are young and, and inexperienced and not real talented, um, with the exception of maybe – I think Malik McClain has a chance to be a real good player mm-hmm. uh, down the line. Um, but but I, you, you don't have a lot you can fall back on, but you better find something because this, this willy-nilly, we want to run this, then we're going to be this thing, then we're going to be this other thing. That's not going to get it done. I'd rather lose games and have an identity and play to it and give yourself a fighting chance to capitalize on other teams' mistakes. I think your front four is good on defense, by the way. I, th- yeah, I think yeah. they were. I think they were exhausted. They were on the field so often. Um, and I thought, and I th- overall, man, I might be wrong. Might have looked different on TV, but I thought for the most part, at least until the end. I mean, I thought the guys on defense played. I mean, they tried to compete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I never felt like that. These are guys just going through the motions which you felt like a lot of times the last few years. So that's a good sign. And there was, a, I saw, got a little sideline watching for you, Jeff. There you go. Um, Here we go. I saw one cool thing where um, it's kind of late in the second quarter, I think, where Jamie Robinson went over to Adam Fuller on the sideline and kind of like put his arm around his shoulder and was asking him a question about how to, how they're playing something. And, you know, you, and they, at that point they'd already given up 24, 27 points or whatever it was. So, at, the, at that point, you're looking, okay, are the players listening when the coaches are mm-hmm. instructing them? Here's a situation where you got a, a DB going to the coaching staff and asking, you know, what should we, how should I be playing this or what should we be doing? I thought that was a really good sign. And for the most part, I did thought they, until the end, I mean, towards the end, you could tell on the sideline guys were done, um, which, you know, that's, you, you know, you got to watch going forward. But that, so for that part, there's, if you, if there's anything that's been progress, and I think Norvell said that yesterday when Corey might ask him or, or Chris Nia, somebody asked him, have you seen progress? And he mentioned, I think the effort, not from everybody, he was, it was cool they pointed that out. Not from everybody, but, but the effort from some guys is what we, is what we want. They've um, got some guys, Ira. They've got some yeah. guys that are, that are, that are sticking their head in there and playing hard. I, I don't think they quit. I disagree with some people that I heard say that they thought they quit. I don't, I don't think they quit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Florida State teams quit the last few years. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know what that looks like. Um, I don't think this team quit. They're not very good. 
and and they make mistakes. Um, and and you know, I've said to Tom a lot on on my show. I've said, like, yeah, I I would, I would. If if, if you yeah. kept, if they got a top ten recruiting class, and he'd give up Red for a year, buddy. For a year, yeah. I, I've got a couple other beers I like. Um, I get, I I would just sling you by some Sam Adams. I know you like Sam Adams, yeah, so I would just work. drop it off. Yeah. Hey, so. I, I think there are some guys, and you got to identify those guys that are fighting, that are that are still in. You know, somebody asked me earlier today. I got a text, and I said, "Would you just go pure youth movement?" Right. And here's the deal: What are you you gonna pull Jermaine Johnson off the field? Yeah. Uh, of course not. There's some guys that are fighting for you, man. There's some dudes out there that you gonna pull zero. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, no, I there's some guys fighting out there. You can't do that. Also, the message yeah. you send. To anybody that you want to come in the transfer portal is, oh, by the way, if we suck balls again next year, your ass is on the bench after three games. You know, you, you can't do that. So, you know, I mean, there are guys. I think in that secondary era, you can start looking at the younger guys. I, I would – Shaheen Brown would be playing a lot more. Knowles would be playing a lot more. I, I'd start to get a good look at those guys. Another guy we didn't talk about much during preseason because he was hurt. He wasn't available until later in preseason. But Amari and Cooper, kid from uh, Southwest mm-hmm. Florida, He's really mm-hmm. impressive as a young freshman DB. Um, so I, I would see he's a guy as well. Um, it's tough, man. It's tough. to. It's easier to say that than it is to do it. And to your point, some of the older guys are buying in. It was interesting. If you look at the PFF participation grades, I mean, like or a number of snaps that guys played, um, they may have already been making some of those decisions because there were a few guys that didn't get a lot of snaps that have been playing a lot. I mean, on offense, Andrew Parchment played like five snaps. Uh, mm-hmm. Travis Travis J didn't play much. Marcus Cushney, one of those transfers, didn't play much. Now maybe guys are banged up. We don't know. Um, but you know, maybe there. I mean, you watched film. I mean, I don't know how much film you watched in high school, but for mm-hmm. the, the little while you were at East Tennessee, yeah. I mean, I would assume you can see on film who's really the all twenty. The all twenty twos will tell you exactly uh, who's giving effort and who isn't. I don't think effort's a problem, Ira. I I don't I don't, yeah. I don't see I don't list. no no it, no they got they got bigger problems you know for people who join late maybe and they don't hear the beginning I just want to reiterate everything goes back to coaching okay so we're not going to just be a bo- broken record here and say that over and over again all of this is the responsibility of the coaches um, yes players have to play and they've got to make plays and and they're responsible for any number of of things that we can point to and say they either did or didn't do. But all, ultimately, it, it does come back to coaching. And so nobody's trying to deflect away from the coaches. They have failed miserably. Uh, this coaching staff has failed miserably. There's no getting around that. Uh, Mike Norvell has failed. Magnificently. Uh, no, I finally, yeah, uh, I've, I've been trying to think of that word for the last week. And mm-hmm. When I was writing my column uh, today, I failed, failed magnificently is uh, the yeah. word. I would oh, there's 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 so many failures to go around. We'd just be throwing failures every which way. If we had like a failure flag, <laughs> we'd just be throwing that shit. I just constantly throwing it. It'd just be failure flags every which way to Sunday. <laughs> failure flags. What color is the failure flag? <laughs> Bright red. Bright red. You just throw it out there, ass. The second you see it, just there's another failure there. I mean, there's a guy standing on the sideline. Sometimes he throws it at a player. Sometimes he just turns to Mike Norvell and throws it off his face. It was just like one after the other. Like, there's like the, another great play. Like the um, Dexter Carter, just drop it on their head. Oh, yeah, just constantly. Like, hey, so we thought it would be a good idea to run the quarterback who's got one foot. Yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. So 12 guys on defense again, which I think again, two or three times in that game. 
Yeah, no, man, you can, there's a lot. So listen, ultimately it is on the coaches. There's no question. Um, I just, there are some guys on this team that they're not getting stuff out of right now from, they're not getting things from right now. And I, I think, thank you, babe. Um, I think my wife just gave me another beer. She can, she can hear me in here knowing my frustration is mounting. Yay, Christy. Yeah. Yeah. Iris says that. Yay, Christy. Uh, she laughed. Um, so yeah, I mean, there are some guys that I think are talented that have opportunities to be better players. Nickelodeon, I wouldn't... Slime, Nickelodeon slime. Do you remember that from you? Can't oh, do I that do. Television? Yeah, 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 Man, absolutely. That a, that's a throwback. Um, if they, if they just had a contraption to drop slime, just slime on up. Four. We, we got another one. We got another one. Yeah. No, what do you, what, you know, so what happens when you become, and I'll use my favorite phrase, uh, bereft of hope, when you become bereft of hope, there's just constant complaining, bickering, anger, frustration. It's all there amongst the fans. You have to try to find a way to avoid it amongst the players. Um, I think anybody listening to this or watching this who, you know, ever played organized sports, let's just put it that way. You don't have to have played college football or professional football or whatever. If you just played organized sports, if you were ever on a really bad team, you know that if you're if you're worth a shit at all, if you if you are, if you have any ounce of competitive fire in you, you don't quit. You don't quit. They 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 want to win. They're still going to be out there fighting and thinking right. they can win and try. You gotta you gotta you gotta put them in a position to give them a shot, man. I, I mean, this staff. I would say this team, again, more than the last four or five years, has competed through three games. I, yeah, I think they have competed. And so, you know, when you start asking, somebody asked at the very beginning, you know, which off which coordinator would you fire, offensive or defensive? Um, you know, <laughs> my only thought with with you know, the only to me, the biggest reason you would make a move maybe during the season for a coordinator, especially a defensive coordinator, I think, because the offense ultimately is Mike Norvell's, um, would be just a fresh voice or, or just just a, a different way of teaching and communicating. Maybe maybe that's it. I don't doubt that Adam Fuller knows what he's doing, but maybe these guys aren't understanding it. Maybe it's just the way he's teaching it. Maybe somebody else would be. I mean, that's the only thing. You know, again, we're just throwing stuff against the wall. You know, can something be salvaged? Because here's the thing, man, and, and you know, you 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 uh, touched on this, you know, when you were just what you were just saying, being bereft of hope. I've had like a couple of conversations in the last week with like FSU fans who aren't even like the the yelling fan. Right. The, not even the screaming, man, I paid my money and you should put a better product in the field and I hate you. It's these are like a guy I met today, super nice guy at the airport. He goes to the games by himself. He just loves Florida State football. He's you know not, not older, but you know sixties, I guess. And mm-hmm. he's not screaming or anything, but he's like, man, I think I think he's lost the fan base. You know, just just talking like this. And yeah, like, I, you know, I really hate it, but I think he's lost the fan base, and it just stinks that like people care this much. And then you lose a game, and because I've had conversations, you've had conversations like this. You have the, the angry, screaming people, and then you have other people who are just sad because this is this is their fun in the fall. What really sucks, and Corey touched on this briefly in his column about a half-filled, half-interested stadium. Wake Forest doesn't really even care, man. Like no, their fan base doesn't really care. Their no. players, they players did not act like this was a Super Bowl. This they could have been playing Old Dominion again. They just went through the motions. Then after the game, while we're waiting to get Norvell on the field, 
they play uh, Clawson's press conference. They always play his press conference on the big screen, um, which is cool. I don't know if FSU does it, but I think it's a good idea. But anyway, we probably shouldn't. We probably well, should wait a while. Let, let's let, let's wait a while. Let's get rolling. But yeah, um, yeah. but they always put up on the big screen, and, and most of their fans have already gone. They don't care. They've left. His press conference is like five minutes. There's like four reporters there. They ask mm-hmm. him a few questions. They move on. They're going home to dinner. The the fans, you know, there's it's just a diversion. And they kick your ass. And this oh, is a program yeah. that pours so much money and effort and time and resources to being good because they do care. And FSU fans do care. This is their passion. And they don't it for Wake Forest, it's just a diversion. I, that's so that's hard <clears throat> to stomach, man. I was I was gonna reference this earlier. When I when I was saying that I've said this a lot to Tom, he's probably tired of hearing me say it. But one of the things that I've noticed about programs who fall on hard times and and begin to spiral into a place where you think, what the hell are they doing? Is that invariably there's a moment early in a game where there's opportunity to garner some form of confidence. And it's usually pissed away by the team that has no positive view of itself doesn't really know how to make a play, or if they do, they it's more about they're just hoping and wishing or whatever. You know, they throw away, they squander opportunities. Just how quickly that happened to Florida State in this game. I'm not saying they would have won the game, but if you go back to the Jacksonville State game, they got a touchdown. They got a walk-in touchdown, and he drops the ball. And you almost get a sense of, you know, and, and, and just well, sort of that. Game, they get the fumble. Well, that's they right. fumble, they, and then they get the they fumble get the interception. right back. Or the, yeah. yeah, they got the interception right off the bat on a play where they likely interfered, by the way. So they, oh, don't yeah, get yeah. Called, they don't get called for interference. They get the interception. You get the ball to arguably one of your most reliable and dependable players, who I and like a, a lot. And there's a big hole. It's a nice play. Yeah, he's right up the gut, and he, and he fumbles. Kid makes a nice play for Wade, puts his hand on the ball. But, of course, that happened, Ira. Yeah. Of course that happened, man. And – you know, and it's funny because Florida State doesn't earn – right now they've not earned. This coaching staff has not earned – I do feel for the players. The coaching staff has not earned an ounce of our sympathy or empathy. But they also got fucked over twice on really crucial calls that are terrible calls that lead directly to points, Ira. And I'm telling you, I know that when you have six turnovers and you get beat 35-14, people don't want to hear this. But that is a bullshit roughing call on the punter, and it's a complete and utter make-believe call on Jerry and Jones out of bounds. Let me tell you that one. I know from TV everybody could see the roughing the punter one. It's but insane. Know, but I, on the one on the sideline, I don't know if people can see, is the referee that throws the flag can't see the play. Where he's coming from, there's just dudes on the sideline. And the tackle. He just sees the dude fall down. He he hears the crowd and then looks. You can see it like looks around and sees the guy on the ground and throws the flag. And it's like, dude, if you didn't see it, how do you know the guy didn't just trip? I mean, we're just flop. But but yeah, man, to that to that point, they're not that's not the reason they lost. Those plays those plays are not the reason they lost. But it's like this team can't even get a break. Like they can't even they can't even, you know, like you said, they get a turnover right off the bat, and they can't take advantage of it. They turn, turn, turn it over. They're playing hard, and they, you know, uh, he didn't throw the guy down. He just really no. was holding him. And Ira, they're getting off the field there, man. And I'm right. telling you, again, 
it's when you're a bad team and they are a bad team and when you've been bad for a number of years and they've been bad for a number of years you need some good things happen to you to begin to turn that around and you've got to make your own luck and all that i get it it's not excuse making but man that is horseshit you can't call that you really just killed that team in that moment florida state's gonna get the ball back they're moving the ball. They 20 to 20, they moved the ball. Yeah. They were situationally abysmal in this football game. And they've actually been really bad in the red zone, period. And short you, yardage. Short yardage. Because, you know, one of the reasons why is they can't line up and move people off the ball. Right. So they have to try to trick you. And they're not talented enough to just trick people. Because if Jordan Travis is in the game, they know Jordan Travis is going to run the ball. By the way, he didn't look as nearly as ex- explosive as a runner yeah. as he did a year ago. So or, he's not, he's not or, right. Or is willing, you know. Or, yeah, something, yeah. Something, something something's not right. Well, because he knows he's going to get hurt. He always does. Yeah. And then, then, then there's that. Obviously, you can't run with Mackenzie Milton. I mean, and yeah. why you're even trying is insane. So you, you, you have fewer options when that's the why, field when the field shortens. And that's why I kind of that's why I asked about Chuba. And I'm not advocating for Chuba. I've told you off the air from what we see at practice. I don't, you know, I don't feel like Chuba Purdy's the answer right now. Maybe he will be in a year. Um, but at least he would run with conviction. And I, they maybe they have to have that with the offensive line situation. And if Jordan can't do it, and if McKenzie clearly can't do it, then maybe you build something around Chuba. I, I don't know. I, now you do get, you know, if, if they get Maurice Smith back and if they get Robert Scott back, which it seems like, you know, if Robert Scott was a game time decision, he's got to be really close. And it seems like Maurice Smith has probably got to get getting closer. You get those two guys back. You know, if the quarter if 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 George if if, if the quarterbacks <laughs> kind of find themselves where they were earlier, or you go to Chubb or whatever, you got some game. These are the games where you were supposed to be able to make some hay. Like of this first three games, the only sure win was ever going to be Jacksonville State. Nobody yeah. predicted them to beat Notre Dame, and most people thought Wake was you know they'd have to play well to beat Wake Forest on the road in week three. So really, the only game they blown, totally blown, was Jacksonville State. So if you could get right on the offensive line and the effort stays there on the defense, you know, Louisville at home, Syracuse at home, UMass. I mean, now you've, you've got some games here where you maybe could at least get some of that confidence you were talking about. Um, but it, it's just hard to see it based on the way the quarterbacks looked in that game. Thank you, Eric, very much. Appreciate your contribution to the Sunday Smash, to what we're trying to do. I love it a is, fireball. Do you like fireball? I, I will. I'll drink one with you if I had a. I don't oh, have really? any here. I never. You have fireballs? Yeah, I don't. I don't keep it at the house, but I like fireballs. You're keep it. Yeah. You're worried about. Uh, you're worried about it would call to you, like you'd be. <laughs> you'd, <laughs> no, it's a more social drink. I don't know if you're. Yeah, I don't know if I'm doing it by myself. If you start doing uh, fireballs at the house, yeah, by yourself. By yourself, yeah. You got some issues, you know. Um, I think a lot of people wanted to do some fireballs midway through the third quarter. You know what? You know what's you know what's killer. What, what kills me is they, they so they get the stop to make it twenty seven to fourteen, which is a really big stop. Because in my mind, if you come out in the third quarter and score and make it 27-21, Ira, you got a chance to win the game. That's why. I mean, they, yeah, they, I, they got I a chance to win the game. Time, yeah, you, they mm-hmm. had to be feeling great. And he yeah, he said he it. like you talked about his emotions. He got excited when I said that. He was like, he was oh, I was confident. Like he thought they were gonna. I kind of thought it too. I was texting with uh, yeah. Tim and a couple of our buddies, and I was like, Man, "Yeah, they got a this chance. Game's, this game's not over. They get the ball first. They do anything with this drive. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. man, they could be and they, you get the defense going. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's uh it is stunning. Um and and they and of course they don't because they because they never do. Um and 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 so then that happens and you know, I mean I, I don't I, I don't know, man. I, I don't it, there aren't a lot of answers for this year. Winning four games and salvaging something in that recruiting class is gonna have to be uh what what happens. That's gonna have to be the best thing that can happen. I don't know if they can do it. I, but the one, the one nice thing, and people are asking about Travis. The one nice thing is, and we'll see. But the nice thing about Travis Hunter is, um, and I think this he's awesome. Be, I love that kid. That is a real nice thing. Yeah, um, he's awesome. Yeah. But as you know, Michael keeps pointing out, and I know the other recruiting people out there, they're saying the same thing that this coaching staff hasn't sold these kids on the idea no. that they're going to turn it around. I didn't. I didn't think that was something Willie sold early on when he took over in that first class that fell apart. You know, he was. I think he thought it was going to be a quick fix. So that's what they were kind of selling. And then when the product stunk, I I got to think of Travis Hunter and some of those guys who are pretty cocksure kind of kids, they're looking at this thinking, man, that ain't going to happen when I'm out there. You know. Well, there's a lot of plays to be made that just simply right. aren't made. And even even by kids that are in position, Ira, that, to make plays. And again, if you can get this infusion of, as you've noted, and I love the phrase, cocksure, um, you know, if you, you if you, yeah, if you can get some cocksure kids in here that are not afraid and mm-hmm. are willing to go make a play, that'd be nice. The problem is we've got nine games left in this season. Um, and we're talking about next year's class and hoping that there's a few of them that will say that they're on board no matter what happens. And I don't know that that's true. I mean, you're going to have to make progress this year. You're going to have to get better now. Well, that's and, why these few games are big, man. These few games are big. I mean, who, I, I know. I mean, it's not. It doesn't change the, the the landscape of the program if you beat Louisville at home or Syracuse at home. But it's something positive. It it gives you something to talk about. Right now, there's nothing to talk about. I mean, there's nothing like no other than, hey, this stunk. We're throwing slime on this guy. <laughs> We're throwing a failure flag at this. Failure coach. flag, baby, chucking him. But there's nothing. I mean, there, you know, you, there's not even bright spots. So, if they could just get something to ha- good to happen, then maybe that kind of sparks some of that confidence. Because that's the thing, man. Like you and I touched on it in my column. When you watch Wake Forest in a conviction they play with, it's different. And they're not they're not as good athletes. They're not as mm-hmm. tall. They're not as fast. They're not as strong. Maybe some of them are as strong. But but they but they believe in what they're doing. They know what they're supposed to be doing, and they do it. 100%, there's no doubt, and they win 50-50 balls, and they you know, they make plays. And these guys, this FSU team doesn't have that kind of confidence. And and they, it's hard to have confidence when you stink. I mean, it's Well, just, that's – yeah, it's hard to have confidence when you stink. It's hard to have confidence when you've done nothing but lose uh, since arriving. Yeah. And when you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. It just always feels like this is a group waiting for the other shoe to drop. And, you know, that's on the coaches, too. They've, they've got to find a way to get these kids to play with – I mean, you've got nothing to lose at this point. You really you, – you, you, I mean, you've hit rock bottom. I'm talking about on the field. Now, off the field, you could lose that recruiting class, and then you'd suck again next year, um, which you're probably going to suck again next year anyhow, but you would suck a little less if you could get some of those guys. Um, but I, I – I don't know. I mean, I, you gotta you got to figure out what you are. you got to play to these kids that are bought in, that are over there on the sideline asking questions of coaches in-game. 
Um, and, and you've got to have, you know, something to fall back on about what makes you you. They don't have that yet. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, a lot of people have said here tonight that they should just fall back on Chubba Purdy. Ira, I know you've been at many more practices than me. When I'm out there, he's not impressive. When you're out there, he's not impressive. When none of us are out there, he's not impressive. <laughs> well, maybe he is. We don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to guess. If, if Trevor Purdy's impressive in practice and nobody's there to see it. See it. Really it. Does it really happen? Yeah, uh, I don't think so. But I do think he would run with conviction. The most impressive things I see from him is when he tucks it and goes, and he's a football mm-hmm. player. Like in the, and when, he, when he tucks it and runs, he's yeah, he a football player. Yeah. Um, hey man, they need more football players. I'm not I'm not advocating for Chubba Purdy. I'm not saying that, but I I just I don't McKenzie's gotta be a little rattled. I mean he looked rattled. I mean that that and neither yeah. of those guys has been put in a good good position. I mean I don't we haven't even talked about it, but what were they doing the first couple of series? I mean I I don't, I, I, I don't know what the game plan was, our I don't know. I, <laughs> it's just astounding so i said earlier um i said something along the lines of i think they're rat trapping um i think the coaches are rat trapping i think they're desperate i think they're trying to do everything because they have nothing which is the exact opposite of what you can do um when you when when you're when you are again desperate you start grasping at straws and you're hoping that something happens that that, that creates a spark but that's no way to live, man. Find a credo and fucking stick to it and be that thing, man. Do this over and over again. I'd rather lose. I'd rather lose being something. You know, I'd rather like just decide this is what we are. We may not be good enough. You know, it's like Army doesn't just decide to go run four verts, uh, you know, because they're 0-3. Like, here we go. We're going to air it out this week, boys. We have we We don't have the personnel to do this, but – the other thing's not – no, that's not what they do. They're going to line up, and they're going to run the option, and that's just the way it's going to be. And if it's good enough, it's good enough. If it's not, it's not. But they know what they are, and they will fall back on it and run some things off of it. This team at through three games does not have an identity whatsoever. No, and, and you know, you'll, there's, there's plays here and there that work, like that little misdirection thing they were doing. Oh, Wake, I love it, yeah. Wake yeah. Forest still hasn't figured it out. No, um, they they ran it. They ran the same play to either side, back and forth. I was like, okay, like just like, all right, we got yeah. nothing for you. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, so they'll find these little things here and there, or they'll hit a couple deep balls, or they'll. But it's just there's no sustained, consistent success that that the players can you know hold on to. Um, I mean, it's man, and then yeah, man, it's just a. Uh, it's dismal. I, that's right. You know, to me, the offense was the bigger problem in this game. Oh I, yeah, I no agree. Question. I agree. Yeah. Um, but I, but the defense wasn't good either. I mean, so you know, we're just we're weighing which was worse, and they were they were all bad. A lot of I think the defense flags. had yeah a lot of failure flags being thrown every which way, just people being pelted with red flags. I I really do feel like I the defense. I, I know early they give up the bomb, but I, I really think they had a chance to be decent in the game if they're not on the field forever and we don't turn oh. it over six times. And the offense just doesn't give them – I mean, I believe it or not, as much as I'm not impressed with the defense, I am really a lot more upset consistently so with this offense. And I I, I just think they're, they're herky-jerky. They're kind of all over the map. And 
Um, you can't get a sense of what the plan is. I mean, I still don't know. I, I don't know what they went into this game hoping to do. I never really get a sense of what their what their goal. Now they Trill, may have been throwing. I'm, I'm a Trill Valley. Get the ball, the ball. fans. Trey Sean. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, I agree. He's a good player. I mean, what yeah. are you, what well, are you get the see? get the. Hey, listen, and that's actually something to bring up here. It was bullshit that they that Corbin fumbles and then he doesn't go back on the field for ages. By the way, no, that's not what you do. That's not what you do at all. In fact, that's a in fact. Good, in fact, you bring him back and give him the next carry. The very next carry, man. The very next carry. That kid is dependable. That kid is rock solid in terms of work ethic and buy-in and conviction and leadership and toughness. You don't do that. Don't do that to that kid, man. Get in the ball the next play. This is the kind of inconsistency and the frustration that we feel where you watch these things and you go, man, no, there are kids who you don't ever want to see on the field again because of not just their poor play, but things they've done, either on the sideline, in practice, off the field, whatever it might be, where you say, okay, I can't trust that guy. He ain't one of them. Yeah. That's a kid you can trust every day. So that bothered me a little bit. There's, <laughs> they, they don't have anything to fall back on, and that's surprising. That is really surprising because I do think Mike works very hard. I do think Mike has uh, a way of, of teaching the game that I agree with. Obviously, in-game decisions and play calling have been horrible. Uh, if he's not calling the plays, he's got to take that back over. There are some games you're going to lose because you're not good enough. But you can't be this. You can't just be desperately searching from series to series for some sort of identity without ever establishing something the week building up to it and deciding this is how we're going to ride and die on Saturday. You just You can't do that. You can't just try to freelance it and i and i know i'm oversimplifying it but they're not you know for all the talk right. about how well organized they were ira they sure don't look organized do they no and i mean and not in again to me there's two go there's two ways of going about kind of rebuilding a program or well there's probably a lot of ways but but two two main ways philosophies you can have are this is what we do and we're, we're going to come in and, and run our system with whatever is there because mm -hmm. eventually we're going to get the players to run that system. I remember right. when Dave Lawson got the Wake Forest. Corey oh, he couldn't block it up. Couldn't they, block it up. It was like, dude, what are you doing? This isn't going to work. You don't have the players to do what you're trying to do. And, but he stuck with what he did. You can do, and like, you know, I think different coaches, you know, you'll see a coach come in with a spread offense and try to, mm -hmm. you know, the other approach is, Okay, I've got these players. What can I do to have some success until I get to the point where I can do what I want to do? Um, and I don't know if I'm not. It seems like they're. I can't even tell you what they're trying to. I I assume they're just trying to run what they want to run with what they've got because they're not building it around what they have. Because if they were building it around what they have, the, it would look much different. Um, you know, you think about. You know the backs. You think about what Jordan Travis is a runner. I mean, they're they're not accentuating those things. So mm -hmm. so you know from a short term stamp standpoint, you know it's been a huge failure, um, magnificent failure. Uh, I you know I don't know that if he gets the players they if they get. I mean they had success at at Memphis and he was an offensive coordinator at Arizona State. And I'm mm -hmm. not saying they, they let the world on the fire, but he's at least been Mike Norvell. 
has been a power five offensive coordinator. And he's maybe the only guy in that staff that's coached at that level as a coordinator. Um, I know, well, Kenny was last year, but we, I think that we know that was Gus Malzahn's offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm with you. I mean, maybe Norvell takes that back over. Maybe that helps solve some things. Um, but the problem is if he's, if he's spending so much of attention on that, then, you know, other things might slip. But the other problem is, and again, we, we can sit here and nitpick a million things because things aren't going well, but they spend so much time on special teams and they're, you're not seeing any results from that. They still block them. They still get penalties on special teams. They're not great at returning. Um, so what's the return on that investment? And maybe it'll come eventually, but you know, you're just not seeing it. Well, when you're 0 three and you're you've lost the fan base, I don't know what the lock. We're not in the locker room, so I can't tell you that he's lost the players or not. Did, did Seattle actually lose this game? Yeah, man. Tennessee kicked a field goal to win it in overtime. The, the how uh, did Seattle blow that lead? What the hell were they doing? I don't. They didn't. They CBS switched to it when it was already tied. So I don't know how they blew the lead. Tom, you had it on somewhere out there. You can type in the chat here how the hell that happened. What in the world? I looked over and this thing got weird. Um, it doesn't matter to me. I don't. You, I didn't bet that game. I was not invested in that game. Actually, I, I had a good week. I had another good week. That's one good thing uh, that's happening. Um, <laughs> what the hell <laughs> were they yeah. doing? <laughs> Question mark. A new Warchan fan T-shirt. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, hey, what do you what do you think the crowd's going to look like Saturday? The Louisville. I mean, some people it's mm. a home game. People might have trips planned. Any chance uh, of some, something decent? What what do you want, you want to put it over under sixty? Uh, under. Mm. Under sixty thousand. That'll be tough. I don't know how, how – I mean, if you were on the fence of coming to that game <laughs> and, then, and then you watch the first three, <laughs> So, I mean, that's the thing. Like, as a, as, a, as a school, as a fan base, as a program, I don't know where – I guess I don't know what people are supposed to be doing right now. Like besides going fishing on the weekends or something, because we none of us think that Mike Norvell should or or will get fired. So you're not going to get that satisfaction of of somebody's got to pay. Although, you know, Willie, you know, Willie had to pay to the tune of getting eighteen million dollars to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you don't get that, and if the product doesn't get better. Do you, you just got to ride this out, man. This is tough, man. It's tough when you think about what people spend to go to games, what people spend, and, you know, to take, you know, to take these trips. It's, uh, it's. Can't blame the fans or the boosters. No, no you can't. It's um, nobody, you know, I, I heard Trev Albert say this about Nebraska and he's an ass, but he's not wrong. Uh, his exact words were, nobody's coming to bail the Cornhuskers out. Nobody's coming to save us. Nobody cares. We're going to have to do this ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that's Florida State. That's by the way, the problem is Florida State's in a, pre- a predicament not just because currently the coaching staff is failing the players and the fans and the university, but you know they don't really have an athletic director. 
Uh, you got a brand new president. Um, you're really in uh, kind of limbo here. Uh, I, it's it's a it's a tough situation. I I don't know what else to do other than you know he's going to say it repeatedly and people are going to get tired of hearing it. But he's right. You just got to go to work and try to get better every day. Find an identity, fall back on it, and try to win four games and salvage something that recruiting class and go out there the next year and see if you can't begin to show some signs of progress because clearly you're not showing that now. Um, now, you know, everything's in a vacuum. We're, we're 0-3 right now. It looks like the worst program in football. Um, but, but the truth is if somehow you did show signs of growth during the course of the remaining nine games, um, maybe, maybe you could build towards something next year. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't feel that way right now. It, Tom, it certainly doesn't. Yeah. Tom asked the best part of our weekend. Mine was I'm going to brag on one of my kids, my oldest daughter, Molly, took the mm -hmm. GRE. GRE uh, whooped its morning. ass. Apparently, apparently whooped its ass. So That's what uh, she which, does. Which is so funny because when I was in – I remember being in college and one of my roommates was studying for the GRE. And my mindset was like, why are you doing that? Like, what? I mean, look, he was so miserable. He was studying. And I was like, mm -hmm. man, I want no part of taking that test. And uh, yeah, she's a little bit different. So yeah, she uh, she did real well. So it's going to help Congratulations. her. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah, she wants to go to grad school, and it's kinda, good for her. It's, yeah, really good for her. Anything good no. this weekend? No, nothing. No, nothing good happened. The Bucks won. Um, yeah, well, they do that every week. Um, you know, it's, yeah, I've you, gotten bored with it already. You spoiled Bucks fans. You're ripping uh, yeah. your coach. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, so no, I listen. Nothing bad happened other than uh, that disastrous ass kicking on Saturday. Uh, against Wake Forest. Uh, I guess the good thing that happened was I got to really chill out here. I didn't have to do a pregame show, which I normally like to do, but it was nice to have a break. It was nice to sit here and be with the kids, played some football in the front yard, did some yard work, watched a, a bunch of games, um, and spent time with the family. I That was my big weekend. That's so what are, I did. Are the boys playing one-on-one, -on -one, you quarterbacking, or what? How, how are we doing the football? That that happens a lot. That happens a lot. But then the older one beats the younger one as his oldest time. Yeah. So can you can you do something to kind of make that? Can you even can you level the play, playing field a little bit as the all time quarterback? So it makes it worse when they get arguing with each other, and then the older one begins to physically muscle them around because he's pissed at the way they're jawing. I'm like, man, you already have an advantage. You know, you're 13, you're five eleven, you you can already you know run and jump in a way. He's he's yeah, he looks he like an adult. I mean, physically, yeah, he, he, yeah, he looks like he an adult now. Yeah, it's it's silly with him. Um, if anything, I hold him to a higher standard now because he is physically um, pretty talented kid, and and I'm always like, oh, so what? You beat your 11 year old brother by a few touchdowns. You, should, you know, that's. But you no, know, it's I, the the youngest gets really indignant and really frustrated, and so you don't um, you don't like maybe throw it behind Bryce so the the other one can get a pick or anything. I got caught doing that. I got caught doing <laughs> that. Um, yeah. No, I threw it. I purposely threw a pick six. <laughs> um, to, to Clark and I pretended it slipped out and, um, Clark was like high stepping down the sideline. He was so, you know, like he had made a play and then, and Bryce is like just staring holes through me, right. you know? And it's like, come on, man, you know what you did. You know what you did. And, yeah. and I told him, I tried to give him that when, when the youngest isn't looking, I tried hey. to look back at him. I would just let it, let it go. I got yeah. this. I got this right. He he won't have it. He's like he's like he's like that's not a touchdown. You didn't score. <laughs> just just so you know, you didn't score. <laughs> he's a little bit like I was at that age too, though, because I would be that way too. I'm like that's bullshit. I shut you out. No, you know. And so yeah, that's what we get. Um, that was. But that, you know what though? Those are the good times. 
sometimes you remember many years from now and like they will, they don't know it yet, but yeah. So that was the highlight of my weekend. There wasn't much else to, to talk about um, beyond the fact that uh, Bryce refuses to believe me that Florida state was ever really, really good. It was, uh, it was in his lifetime. He, he was kind remember, of, eight, 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 eight years ago. He was pretty disinterested. He was five or six or whatever. You know, he was like, whatever. Uh, he knew dad had to fly out to Los Angeles to cover, uh, you know, a program that was doing something pretty good. But uh, I don't think he really cared. Now, ever since he's been locked in and he cares, we're just garbage. That's what he gets to see. We're just garbage. And and he says, you know, he say, you know, he's, he's like, well, dad, I don't see how they're going to get any better. I mean, these, you can't. <laughs> We, we can't hire new coaches mid-season, can we? <laughs> the, uh, some, one of the last things that Tom had put up there before was about somebody saying, what's this recruiting class going to do? It's not like they can all start next year. And that's mm-hmm. fair. But I would say that I feel like they still – I think they signed some players in this, in this class that are freshmen right now. Now, they're not all playing, but some of them – you know, there's, there's guys that are going to be players like Patrick Payton – um, you know, Dude, we talked about Kevin yeah. Holes and some of those guys that yeah. they're going to be good players. And then some of these, you know, some of these other guys that are not playing great, you would think they'll continue to get better. But so much of it's going to be quarterback, man. They, whatever happens this offseason, whatever happens the rest of this season, mm-hmm. they can't get quarterback wrong again. I mean, they have to, it can't be spending a whole offseason building up a James Blackman or Jordan Travis. And if it's Jordan Travis again, then fine. But man, they can't be wrong again. I mean, they've got to get somebody who can play quarterback because nothing else matters if you're not good at quarterback, unless you're, you know, you know, Nebraska from or you know Miami from the you know '80s or '90s, or whatever, or you know, some team where you're just so Geno Toretta can roll out there and 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 throw for and five Heisman, yeah. yeah. So we'll wrap it up with this. I like the question that was thrown up, and you know, I think next week, guys, if Florida State loses. Let's say if the Knolls fall, I don't know, you know, 38 to 16. Um, let's just play a different game. Let's do something where maybe we play some sort of Jeopardy-like game or Trivial Pursuit. Maybe we just watch videos together. Could we do that? Can we set it up that we all just watch videos together of more satisfying things? Um, keep it on the up and up, everybody. But, you know, like just really great movie roles and – Wonderful moments in Florida State history, perhaps something like that. We can. So go, what's know. the? What do they have to lose by for us to not to just swear off Florida State football next Sunday? Just not talk to. Just not talk about it. What do they have to lose by if it's more than twelve points? If it's more than ten points? Oh no 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 no! If they keep it within ten points, come on now, Ira. What are you talking it's, about, at buddy? Home, at home My against God. It's mighty Louisville. If they can keep mighty Louisville within ten. So I want to correct somebody on this thing here really quick. They said I lost a lot of cash this weekend. No, I won a lot. You, whoever this guy is, you got to pay attention to my picks, buddy. Uh, whatever. What's that, the one old? No, buddy, I kicked ass this week. I have continued to kick ass. That's the best part about this, talk, whole, this whole year. Are you talking year. about the picks, the picks you post on Thursday? Yeah. Or, I went I went six and three or seven and three in the picks I posted nice. on Thursday, and then the the money I got down with my bookie, I was uh, I think eight and two. So yeah, I've been I've been fantastic. Um, it's been the best start of my career. The one game. <laughs> so I, oh, we got him right there. Yeah. So there's the uh, Alabama Florida went over. Auburn uh, Penn State went under. 
Iowa State, Kent State went under. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. Utah State won the game outright. That's a win. I lost the Florida State game. I lost the Miami game. Um, I won the Broncos-Jags game. I won the Patriots-Jets game, and I lost the Dolphins-Bills. No, buddy, I won a bunch of money, buddy. Do you, do Suck you, it. Uh, do you play the same amount on every game, or do you do you mess around with different wager um, sizes? Uh, I mess around with different wager sizes, but I uh, I understand why you're asking. For the most part, um, I try to I, I try to stay even across the board. I don't put I, more emphasis on one game than another. But yeah, but every now and then, I, when I feel like I really got a good one, my best year, and I can't. I know, and we'll get off. I know we're wrapping up. But mm-hmm. the best uh, year I ever had in betting was when I worked at Vegas Insider back in the day because mm-hmm. I, I had all of our handicappers, like we had professional handicappers, real legitimate handicappers, not just guys that sell picks. And mm-hmm. I would get their picks, plus I got their power ratings and all, all the information. And so I would bet based on – I kind of came up with a formula based on what they were doing that season. And I ended up uh, – man, I made a lot of money that, that fall. And uh, actually, it's how I bought Kim's engagement ring. Sweet was, was uh, the, the my winnings from that fall, but I bet the same amount every single game the yeah. whole year yeah, yeah, because yeah. I felt like yeah. if I had if I started doing more in one game than if it lost, then I'd be pissed and I would try to make it up with another game and so so that's how I did. But I know most people do it the way I think most people do it the way you're doing it. No, and I and, and I understood why you asked, and I would say that even though uh, as an aside, um, and you talk about removing emotion and all that, I. I I had Florida State to, to win the game against Wake, and I clearly lost that game. I had us plus five and a half, but I also had the under. So our incompetence of the red zone, boom, baby, <laughs> there we go. Got, got that win as well, so I'll, I'll, I'll take that. No, nah, I mean, listen, um, I don't know how much we want to talk about that on this show, but um, you can watch it on College Sportsbook. Uh, I, I'll have some games this week. I think we're going to do Notre Dame and, and uh, Wisconsin. And then I think we're probably going to do a couple of other games. Uh, there's not; it's not a good slate this week, guys. I peeked ahead earlier today. It's even not, from a great, a, not even from a fan perspective, or more from a gambling perspective. Um, from a fan perspective, there's not a lot of great games. Um, maybe from uh, a gambling perspective, I'm going to sit down more probably when we get off the air here and look at some numbers and see what I like. But um, no, it, it's um, it's it's you know it's funny. By the way, another side note here: I'm not. Um, I don't usually spend a lot of time with Florida State. I, I don't trust myself to be objective. Uh, I thought they'd come out and play hard in this game. They did. Uh, they turned it over six times. They made all kinds of crazy mistakes. So, you know, but I, they didn't quit. I didn't think they'd quit, and they didn't quit. That's a good sign. You know, you could, um, you could make a case that getting that third, the penalty on third down and then the roughing the punter are like turnovers themselves. Oh, so that'd be seven, yeah, eight. yeah, eight, yeah. I mean, um, you, you were going to get the ball and you just gave it right back. But that, but the, by the way, the roughing, uh, the no, punter called it. it was ridiculous. What, yeah. what, 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 what are we doing? The guy, and I, I didn't see as many replays. You might have seen more replays, but to me, it looked like the guy was falling before, like he was acting yeah. before he even got hit. No, he did what he was and supposed I'm, to do. Yeah, and I'm not sure he even ever got hit. Did he get hit? Or when they like when, uh, the, when he landed, maybe there's, there's like a bump, but no, it, it's the wrong call. It's definitely the wrong call when you call it a personal foul. Yeah. Um, and the again, I'm not sure Florida State could have won the game with the silly mistakes that they made throughout. But I am telling you that those two penalties were massive. They did lead to points. Yeah. And Florida State would have had the ball. They're and they're so, yeah, they're not good enough to overcome anything like that. 
No, 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 they're not good enough. Um, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, I actually think, and nobody wants to hear this. I actually think if, if, if those aren't called and Florida State goes down and scores on one of those two drives, you have a very different looking game. But this is what happens when you're a bad team is, is that you don't get those calls and you're not able to overcome it emotionally. You, you, something happens, you're not locked in, whatever it is, you make mistakes, they go down and capitalize. Good teams do go down and capitalize on their, on the, on the benefits uh, that they get. You know, um, you give a good team a second chance and they'll, they'll make you pay and Wake Forest did. So, you know, I mean, kudos to them. I don't want to take anything away from them. Um, they're, they're a better coach team than Florida State is, and they certainly operate and function better than Florida State does currently. But I, I, those two calls are a big deal. And um, it's not why they lost, but they, it's just a big deal. You can't make those calls. And, I, you know, I'm always, I'm always one that, you know, I think you got to find a way to overcome that. And I don't blame officials. I don't tend to sit around and think about officiating incessantly. But, man, I, I saw that look on Mike's face. He knows they're not good enough to overcome that, and he knows how devastating that is. I, can't, I don't know how he kept from getting run out of that game. Um, that, those were some devastating calls. And I know before, you tried you tried to set him up, by the way, Ira, but he wouldn't take yeah. the bait. It was well done on your part. I tried. And then the uh, the other – I know we're wrapping it up. Sorry, Tom. Uh, but the other – the uh, when they sent – and the people were making fun of Norvell for making Jordan Travis lay down like he was hurt. Right. But yeah. what in the world is that? They, they The referees decided Jordan Travis needed to come out of the game. Like they felt, felt like he was – Yeah, he thought he was hurt, yeah. So – but you don't call an injury timeout. You just make him – start limping off with 20 seconds on the clock and the play clock still running. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's just like, it's just, I don't get it, man. I, I'm not saying Florida state got screwed, but it, it, the officiating in this league is terrible. And it's, it's terrible. just, it, and when you, when you're a bad football team, you can't have things like that going against you, especially when they're just kind of made up. But anyway, well, they did just make it up. Hey, man, I know we went long this time. Um, we had a good time talking with you guys. I would remind you to like and subscribe and pass it around. Uh, I can't promise, like I tried to last week, I can't promise that Ira and I are going to have better things to talk about with this football team. Uh, I'd like to believe they're going to play better. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Uh, we'll see, Ira. I mean, we well, may be maybe. discussing another damn loss every week. Or we can talk about a true crime podcast, maybe. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, you know, okay. maybe a documentary we're watching. Kim and I just watched one the other night that I don't know if you'd be interested in, but yeah, we'll figure out something to talk about. Yeah, I watched the uh, Sons of Sam documentary on Netflix the other night, and um, I, the, the cop in um, in North Dakota is my favorite cop in history. Uh, it was it was fantastic. He was ridiculous, and, and I posted a picture of him. Um, oh, that's right. But, I saw that. Yeah, right. yeah, no, it was it was just the best. I was like, look at that. That guy is awesome. Anyhow, so, yeah, we can start talking about documentaries. We can start talking about uh, childhood dreams and wishes and things that uh, came true or didn't. We can talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or next next careers. Oh, my God. Good work out of you, Tom, back there uh, producing this thing and putting up with this. Hey, thanks, thanks to all of watching. you guys for watching. Yeah, thanks to everybody who watched. Uh, hang in there. Deep breaths, man. Deep breaths. It is it is brutal. But we do appreciate you watching us. So like and subscribe and all that. For Irish Chappelle, yeah, cheers, buddy. Cheers. Enjoy your evening, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Be Take good. Care.